Ho, ho, ho. Pwah, 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 pwah. <laughs> I wish John Cena would play Santa Claus in a movie. Like Bill Goldberg did, but not Bill Goldberg. John Cena. You can't see me. Would he still have the beard? He's got to have the beard. He's just John Cena, but with the beard and Chris Kringle outfit. Hmm. Flying around on his reindeer and shit. Now, does he get real method and just put on a shit ton of weight? That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Who else could play a good Santa, you think, that's not gigantic and buff? Um, Probably not Jared Leto. No. I would always... I'm surprised they never had... um, uh, What's his name? From um, from Roseanne. And I was just going to say, John Goodman yeah. probably would have been a good one if he's never done it. Of course, I don't know. Well, he might be old enough now. Uh, the age is yeah. also a factor. What about Tim Allen? He did a good one. Did he, though? I mean, if you like Tim Allen. <laughs> 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 That was, was good. How do you get famous off of that stupid noise? <laughs> so stupid. He just grounded and made it power sound noises. <laughs> and did coat. And then he got to play Santa Claus. And uh, is he Woody or is he Buzz? Buzz. It's Buzz. Nitro. Nitro. He could be Santa. Yeah. He's wintry. Or well, he could play, I guess he could be Rudolph or something. I showed my mom the picture... Uh, from when he was a pup, she wanted me to tell you that he was a cute, adorable little pup. That he was. That he was. And then he grew up and became a monster. Yeah. No, because then I showed her, like, the Christmas pictures and, and stuff like that, and she's like, well, he must be very well-mannered, like, if he just lets them do that to yeah, him all the time. Good boy. He's always been a good boy. Except for when he was little and not a good boy. <laughs> but then he became a good boy. As long as you don't mess with the bone. Yeah, oh, don't touch his bone. <laughs> Any of his bones. Oh man! You know who I who I would like to see Santa Who's play that? good play Santa in a movie or a TV show or something? Joey Diaz. Oh yeah, I think yeah. that would be that would be a good one, like a bad Santa style movie. Mm. But Joey Diaz, Billy yeah. Bob did a good Santa if you count just a drunken buffoon. Yeah. He's not anything like Santa. <laughs> but Joey Diaz looks the part, and he's pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, I could. Yeah, that would be great, actually. Yeah, baby, great. Oh, good job. Just headbutt the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just nodding you're off not, over there. You're not the only one that's had a drum today, sir. <laughs> you're not as bad as you, bud. This is going to be a long episode. Or a very short one. I hope very short. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me, as always, Spencer, the Calabas Cuckold Church. Hmm. I don't know where Calabas is. No. I feel you used Cuckold before, though. I thought I just went with Cuck. Maybe. Oh, maybe that's what it is. I apologize. You fucking. Oh, we, no. We gotta be, we gotta be jolly. Lord, we I apologize. We gotta be swearing. Yeah. Sweet baby Jesus. We... Baby Jesus the right one to... Oh, come on, man. You don't need the water. <laughs> Just fucking cool it. It's not even hot. Why does he do that? No other time does he go in there and... Just, oh. So we figured with it being Christmas Eve and all, if I have the gumption to put this episode out on time, mm. we are going to go 
and talk about the 16 best Christmas books to read this holiday season. How do you feel about that, Spencer? Yeah, I mean... You gonna read any? No. No, probably not. This is from uh, Time. Magazine? I don't know. It just says Time. Have you, have you looked through yet? Is like is the Grinch on there? Because it better be. I don't know. Let's bust into this biatch. Oh, oh, you're going to have a list of the 16 best books, but you're not going to put a number on them. How do I know what's one and what's 16? Well, now we're lost. It's up to suggestive, I guess. It's, it's like the Joker, you know? It's your, you, the, the viewer decides what's first and what's last. I suppose. Well, in no particular order, we have A Christmas Story by Gene Shepard. Oh, that's just a... I didn't know that was a book. You know, the Christmas Story movie with the, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Be warned, A Christmas Story is funny enough to make any Scrooge laugh out loud. The classic 1983 comedy movie, A Christmas Story, draws inspiration from the antidotes you can find in Gene Shepard's 1966 and 1971 essay collection to tell a story for the ages. Essays, huh? No about them dare essays. Retold in full in this collection, A Christmas Story is perfect for anyone looking for a good chuckle this winter. The semi-autobiographical tale focuses on nine-year-old Ralphie Parker's shenanigans and scheming to receive grown-up gifts like an air rifle during one Christmas. I don't, I don't, I've seen the movie so many well, times. Again, I, I didn't say, I, I know we're supposed to be supporting literature and, and words and stuff like that, but there's no way anybody's going to read that when you can just turn on to, like, TBS and watch, and watch it the movie. anytime for the next, like, two days of, of Christmas. The exact same thing goes for the next entry here. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Robert L. Well, May. I don't think that's one one is is on as much, I think. It's still on. Well, yeah, but it's not on like, all the time. I think that, that one could probably be kind of interesting to read, like especially if you had like little kids, I would think. True. The iconic song isn't the only way to share the story of the world's most beloved reindeer this holiday season. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer started as a book in 1939 when Robert L. May, a copywriter, was tasked with writing a new story for Christmas. Now, more than half a century later, the story of Rudolph is inextricable from seasonal celebrations. This edition of the book features the original 1939 illustrations by Denver Gillen, which paved the way for how we see the famous red-nosed reindeer. Man, I can imagine in 1939, people weren't that cheerful. Why would The Great they, Depression. They have no reason to be. No. I mean, if Rudolph had a red nose, it was because he was an alcoholic. Like that, it's not because he was flying through the sky. That would be, that's what I like to read. A drunk, you know, post-jazz era Rudolph. <laughs> he's in his 20s in the jazz era. He's living, he's, you know, partying. And then come the 30s, Great Depression hits. He loses all his money and he's just drinking bathtub gin. <laughs> his nose is red, but for other reasons. That's what I just said. You can pay attention to my jokes. Yeah, I was. I was just re- I was reiterating. No, I didn't like the way you were trying to steal my thunder. We should fight for for Christmas. <laughs> Just post a picture of each of us bloodied and battered. I don't know how to say this one. You can read it. Oh, if you can't say it, what makes you think I can say it? Uh, I have trouble with normal words. The Tailor of Gloucester by Beatrix Potter. Never heard of that one. Yeah, no, I'm not familiar with this one. One of the best children's Christmas books is The Tale of Peter Rabbit, author Beatrix Potter's iconic Christmas tale, The Tailor of Gloucester. The book's premise is a bit distressing. A poor tailor works hard to make it through a cold and long winter, but the story brightens up early on... Wait. 
But the story brightens up early on as the tailor discovers a group of mice who want to help him do his work. I've heard of that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was called the Tailor of Gloucester. Gloucester. It's one of those fancy British words, isn't it? The Greatest Gift by Philip Van Dorenstern. I like that guy's name. I think his name's too short. Too short? Too short. I mean, he's a little, I'm not sure if I can pick him out between the all the other Phil Von Descalsters out there, you know? You know, I would uh, surmise to say he probably changed his name and shortened it when he came <laughs> to the Americas. It was probably Philip Von Doren Sternsensteinchen Baron, <laughs> as you will have. Pretty much everyone has seen the Oscar-winning classic Christmas movie It's a Wonderful Life. Which I it wasn't the main thing with that. That movie sucked ass back in the day. Nobody oh, yeah. watched it. No, people hated it. Back and then like TBS that. or something just bought the rights to it or took it because nobody it was like free. Yeah. And now they just put it all the time. No, it's a great Christmas. You know. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart. Oh golly, G. Willikers. <laughs> I want to live. I want to live. I always wanted somebody to do the opposite of that story and like they go back and they check on everybody and everybody's better. When they when he's gone, but like you so, but instead of that making him sad, that actually makes him happy. And then so he's like, ah, so if I come back, they're all fucked. Okay, like just have like the opposite of that. That sounds like a terrible life. <laughs> Not a wonderful life at all. Well, that's, I didn't say it was gonna be a wonderful life. Yeah, well, everybody knows that story, so let's go to the next one. Ooh, I actually wanted, I did want to read this at some point in my life. The Polar Express by. Chris yeah. Van Alsberg. What's with these Chris Vans and Van? They like, everybody got the Van in their name. Philip Van Dorenstern, Chris Van Alsberg, Alsberg. In the realm of Christmas books for children, the Polar Express is hard to beat. The nineteen eighty five. I didn't know it was that recent. The nineteen eighty five book, which inspired the two thousand four animated movie starring Tom Sex Machine Hanks, <laughs> tells the story of a young boy woken up by a train waiting outside his house on Christmas Eve. The boy goes on a wild Christmas adventure that any child would envy, befriending elves and even Santa Claus along the way, with plenty of teachable moments sprinkled throughout, as you will. This one is, uh, this next one is pretty much, uh, kind of like your work life. The Nutcracker, E.T.A. Hoffman. He likes that one. Yeah, he does. Originally written in 1816, the story of German author E.T.A. Hoffman's The Nutcracker has become a holiday icon in its own right. I always just know the the dancing and the. Prancing. I always thought it was I like, I always thought it was really creepy. I still kind of think it's kind of creepy. The Nutcracker. Yeah. Hmm. Just because like anytime they showed like I like you'd see like them on the plays or like any time they try to show anything you know you just have like these huge giant like Nutcrackers like chasing these people and I couldn't even tell you what the story was because it just freaked me out so much when I was young I was just like I don't I don't want nothing to do with this yeah I remember seeing like the ballet Nutcracker at one point in time I was just like I don't I don't like it yeah like it's just something's off about it yeah amazing piece a Christmas poem by Maya Angelou any Maya Angelou writing can have a warming effect on a reader and she shines on Christmas poetry amazing piece encourages and inspires readers to experience togetherness and serenity it is christmas time a halting of hate time angelou writes in the intimidating illuminating spiritual poem poem pomen peeman pamon <laughs> sorry i'm just my brain short circuited for a minute i thought i was gonna have to come over there and like give you a smack on the Pwe, back of the head peeman agen wagen bergen lurflergen uh, caleb are you going full on dutch what's happening schlurmenlagen yeah, it's, it is Christmas time, a halting of hate time, Angelou writes in the illuminating spiritual poem. 
That's one you can read right now, Spencer. Off Air. A Christmas Carol and Other Stories by Charles Mighty Stash Dickens. A Christmas Carol has been the quintessential classic Christmas book for generations. Charles, he wrote that when he, like, really needed some money, too, right? Isn't that why he put out the Christmas Carol? He just, like, was fucking hurting. And he's like, I gotta write something. He wrote it in, like, a couple weeks or something crazy. Probably. Charles Dickens' story follows the embittered Ebenezer Scrooge, which is, like, one of the best names ever created. A man who hates Christmas and all that it represents. But everything changes for Scrooge when three ghosts visit to retell the stories of his past, present, and future. This edition of the story also reprints four other lesser-known Christmas tales by Dickens. I feel like I, uh, have seen a porn parody of that that was hilarious, but I can't remember. I'm trying to think of the title. It was something... I think it was, like, A Christmas in Carol or something like that. <laughs> yes. It was, like, something, like, so stupid. I just remember the ghost or chain the- thing. It was just, like, shitty, like, guy painted white. It was real shitty looking. That or just, that or it's always something dumb like that or it's Christmas Carol XXX. Like, X, X. You just I hate when they do that, yeah. Uh, Hercule Pirouette Pirouette Taka Laka Hercule Pirouette's Christmas by Agatha Christie. From one of our most celebrated mystery writers comes this intense and spooky story for the holidays. That might be up my alley. Agatha, I don't like the heartwarming stuff that much. Be in the mood, which is like once a year. <laughs> I won't tell you when that day is because I don't want to be warm-hearted like my icy cold heart. Agatha Christie's Hercule Pirouette's Christmas is not for the faint of heart. The page-turning detective story focuses on a murder, moida, murder, moida that happens in the Lee family home on Christmas Eve. I should read it the whole time. Like that. <laughs> when Hercule Pouillot, who has visited a friend for the holidays, offers to help the family solve the moida, he finds himself entangled in a web of suspicion. <laughs> the only thing that would top that is if we double back to the uh, to the thought fiction. <laughs> and then- do the Irish, my terrible Irish accent. <laughs> the James Joyce fart fiction for those who are unaware of such high standards that we at DPW like to maintain. Share, yeah, maintain and things we like to share with you. Letter from Father Christmas, J.R.R. Tolkien. Which I, I, that one kind of surprised me. Yeah. Though J.R.R. Tolkien is known for his prolific Lord of the Rings series, the author wrote about more than just hobbits and wizards. I did not know that either. Each Christmas, Tolkien wrote letters to his children that detailed stories of adventures on the North Pole. But for these four kids, the letters weren't from their father. They were from Father Christmas himself. Well, that just seems like he didn't want to pay for gifts. <laughs> I mean... Cheap ass. Letters from Father Christmas is an inventive and kid-friendly collection of stories from one of our greatest fantasy writers. Interesting. Little Women by Louisa May Alcott Through Little Women needs no introduction. It may not always be considered a Christmas classic. However, Louisa May Alcott's iconic 19th century coming-of-age novel in which four sisters share the stories of their adolescence is ideal for a reread this time of year and delivers memorable Christmas elements. We should, uh, go on a... bent. You, not me, should go on, like, a Jane Austen and... Louisa May Alcott and like you know all them Emily Dickinson. You should go on a bender of all those like Jane Austen. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll do that. Or, uh, yeah, Pride and Prejudice and I'll get super on that right now. And uh, yeah. Hey Spencer, 
How the yeah. Grinch Stole Christmas by Dr. Seuss. Goddamn right. By the way, it is actually pronounced Dr. Seuss, I think. Yeah? Yeah. It's Dr. Seuss as we know him, but I'm yeah. pretty sure he pronounced it Seuss, as in like noise almost, or hmm. soy sauce. Yeah. Nobody's going to call you Seuss, dude. It's a <laughs> stupid sounding. Just be Seuss. After there was Ebenezer Scrooge, everybody knows the fucking Grinch. I'm not going on. The Night Before Christmas by Clement Clark Moore. Twas there ever a night before Christmas on which this poem's iconic opening line was forgotten. Though there are many adaptations of Clement Clark Moore's rhyming lines, the original still reigns as one of the best classic Christmas poems of all time. This edition features beautiful illustrations by Tasha Tudor, making it a captivating read to share with children. I would just... Oh, shit, I hit a button. I hit a button. I would just like everybody to know these things keep saying this edition, but there's no link to yeah. click to find said edition. So I don't know what the fudge they're talking about, but they do have a picture, so I guess you have to look it up yourself. Look in the show notes, and you can go to the shitty Time website. Because, you know, Time wouldn't have, you know, have their shit on lock, you know, be like, we're talking about this. Check it out here. Why... Check it out, say. Minnie got real mad at me uh, the other day because I, uh, I went real old time, you know, just like, say, you know what I'm fucking <laughs> yeah. talking about, say. What you need to do, say. And I just started beating her. <laughs> she just got mad. Did you pull your pants away up? To my nipples, yeah. And all of a sudden, I just popped out a fedora out of nowhere. Afterward, A Ghost Story for Christmas by Edith Wharton. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Edith Wharton has published a plethora of acclaimed novels, short stories, and poems, but this lesser-known work is ideal for the holiday season. Wharton's story afterward, A Ghost Story for Christmas, is the perfect hybrid of Halloween and Christmas, right up my alley, actually. Afterward may frighten more than it will inspire with holiday joy, but what's Christmas without a little excitement? Bum, 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 bum. Wickety, 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 wild, wild west. Strolling to the wild, wild west. When I think of excitement, I think of Will Smith's wild, wild west. Oh, I don't yeah. know about yeah. you. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Fucking, I don't know. What, what fool don't think of wild, wild west is the most exciting movie ever made? By the way, I went on an Indiana Jones bender this weekend. I watched every single Indiana Jones movie. Oh, yeah? It's been so long since I've seen them. And the Crystal Skull was not great. Oh, no. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Like, it was still a fun Indiana Jones movie. It just wasn't good. Yeah. Like, as far as the other ones, especially. But at least it didn't have Indy, the dumb lady. I didn't like her at all in the second one. A Christmas Memory by Truman Capote. I don't know if I could talk like Truman Capote, can you? No. I, I don't even know how he really talked. I just know what, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman sounded like when he <laughs> played him in the movies. Like, Truman Capote's The Man Behind Breakfast at Tiffany's also wrote the classic show story A Christmas Memory. I don't know if that's good enough. Truman Capote, The Man Behind Breakfast at Tiffany's also wrote the classic short story A Christmas Memory, which was first published in 56. The story centers on a young boy named Buddy whose best friend is his cousin, an older woman, with whom he makes fruitcakes from scratch in the, in the beloved tale. This Christmas classic is actually a semi-fictional account of Capote's own childhood. Oh, that's wholesome. Oh, no. Oh, God. Speaking of those lady books we were talking about. <laughs> Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte. Is she She's your favorite Bronte sister, right? Uh, there's, there's more? Well, blasphemy. Yeah, I guess. Blasphemous, Spencer. You, oh, 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 I'm going to be sick. Well, well, wake me. Wake me up. Wake, I want to be woke. Tell me about it. No. Okay. Through Wuthering Heights is the only book by... you never seen it on Family Guy and they always make fun of the Bronte sisters? 
I kind of remember it, but... (sighs) Shame. The Wuthering Heights is the only book by Emily Bronte. Both the novel and its enduring fame speak for themselves. This classic work of gothic fiction features scenes set during Christmas. It's perfect to read by candlelight and teaches its readers about passion, morality, and humanity. And that is it. That is the list. Read those books by Christmas Spencer. Uh, okay. <laughs> you don't got much time. I don't. I don't know. Can you add Jane Eyre to that list? Is that Christmassy? Oh, no, That's we, by Charlotte Bronte, by the way, the sister that you don't know. We could always. We were just talking about the book. We could uh, always expand this out into like you know, uh, Die Hard. <laughs> Die Hard of Christmas or not? Would you consider that? I wasn't really a diehard fan. But I mean, do you can consider it Christmas, though? You know, the debate, is it a Christmas movie? Is it not a Christmas movie? Does the movie take place in Christmas time? Yeah. Yeah, then it's Christmas. <laughs> Fuck, does it matter? Any movie that takes place during December is a Christmas movie? I don't know. Is The Passion of the Christ a Christmas movie? I never looked at it like that <laughs> way before. To be honest with you. I feel like uh should be like kind of important to the holiday season, right? So now Mel Gibson made it, so you get in the Christmas spirit Ooh, through five hours of torture. That's how you get into the Christmas spirit. I never saw that movie. Me neither. I always thought Denzel Washington should have played Jesus. Not Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Or at least like a Middle Eastern looking guy. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, what's his name now that's all buff? Um, Kamal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forget his name. The guy from the Silicon Valley. I always thought he was funny, but I didn't know he could just be... But again, isn't he... I don't know if he's Iraqi or Iranian, but if he's from one of those countries, for some reason, those guys get really, really buff real fast. It's probably something to be like... Um, they probably don't have like a lot of fat to begin, like, you know... Like like that excess fat, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's whenever you, you, know, you come over here and you... Eat a whole bunch of cheeseburgers and stuff like that, bud. I eat the cheeseburgers. I like the burgers with the cheese. What's weird about it is him. He had, like, the crazy, like, bicep veins. Like, the only yeah. the veins are, like, in the forearm, you know? I but, didn't want to say anything, but I think he might have been a little bit on the roids. Because he's, like, 42 years old. So, I mean, in one year, you turn into that. Yeah. But, though, I mean... If they were paying you, like, if the whatever they're paying Disney, like, whatever Disney is paying him, I would probably do steroids, too. Oh, yeah, I'd fucking put them right in my butt or wherever you put them. I mean, and, like, I'm a huge fan, too, but, I mean, The Rock, The Rock Rock has had to take something at some point in time. Yeah, yeah, well, he's admitted back in the past that he did. Yeah. Let me see. Because that's why like, he's taller now than what he used to be. Kamal Nanjiani is Pakistani. Yeah. So that's one of those. That's over there. Is Pakistan Asia? Like Afghanistan? Mm, I'm not sure. Damn it, Spencer. thought you were a geologist or something. Mm, no. What are those guys that make maps called? Map makers? No. <laughs> something grapher. I hate when that refrigerator starts to, like, power up. <laughs> hey, do you want cold food or not? I don't think it's getting cold. I think it heats it up when it does that. It gets too cold. It's just shooting, uh, um, 
like radio waves into your into your food. You're gonna be the Hulk one of these days. I hope so. I'm sure that's not what's gonna happen. I'll just make it like a tumor on my forehead that's very unsightly and has little teeth. What is your favorite Christmas story, Spencer? Movies, TV shows? No comic books. Why is there always no comic? Because that's too easy for you. Yeah. And then also, uh, I don't have an hour extra of time for you to discuss <laughs> just, to, just to ramble <laughs> on and on and on and on about. Um, hmm. I don't know. Like, Christmas isn't like Christmas stories. Whenever, like, even when, like, I was a kid, I, like, it wasn't like I was really into, like, the Charlie Brown, you know, stuff or, you know, I mean, that was always, you know, the Grinch was always seeming to be on, I guess, you know, but. <laughs> that's a great answer. Well, the Grinch was on TV, I guess that's something. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, the Grinch was always kind of cool, you know. I always liked the Christmas story that was just wholesome enough yet had enough rambunctiousness yeah. and slight adult themes that I felt connected to. Yeah. But, uh. Uh, Christmas isn't my holiday. I'm a Halloween guy. I don't. I don't. Don't look the doorknob. Weirdo. He's trying to. Hey, open it. hey. I, I'll do whatever I want to do, Caleb. If I want to the, the doorknob to get the door. It's dirty, though. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would uh, really say as far as reading wise. I can't remember. Like, I think I've read maybe, I think, like a Christmas carol way back when. Oh god! Oh, sorry, that doorknob. <laughs> I had it tasted after you did. No, uh, Noah's Ark. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm, my brain is fried. This has been a bad day. <laughs> so I would say my favorite all-time Christmas story was Dante's Inferno. Me 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 me. I wish we could uh, have bad guy music in real life when we walk down the mm-hmm. street. I feel like we deserve it. Or at least action music. I mean, could you imagine just walking in and work? It might actually help me get into into like a working mood. <laughs> yeah. Fucking flipping shit and taking names. Well, speaking of Christmas, give the gift that keeps on giving. Downward slanted toilets. Because that's what people want. What fuck created that? What a jerk. Could you imagine? You're at an office and your fucking shitty boss bought those downward slanted toilets. They're made in the UK at the moment to keep people from spending too much time in the bathroom. After five minutes or so, apparently it's unbearable. I don't know who's only pooping for five minutes. Yeah, I like, I like, I have legit bowel movements that take more than five minutes. Yeah, so I don't want all the pressure to be on my knees. My knees hurt enough as is. I would literally probably just poop in the urinal if that's the case. <laughs> I don't know who set that up. That person's a jerk. And uh, if it becomes mainstream, it'll be hilarious to see how many of those toilets get destroyed. There's like there's enough shit on the floor in public places as there is. Like we don't need more reasonable cars to, to make more. Yuck, yuck and yuck. So anyway, as this episode should be posted on Christmas Eve, we here at DPW wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Is there any other holidays? No, I'm sure there are, but whatever they are, have a good one. You know. We hope the holiday season is spectacular and. We will have an episode for the New Year's, and that one will be a lot more interesting. Because, you know, <laughs> Probably. I don't know how many of you guys and ladies are listening to this, but if you are, thanks for sticking around, yep, I guess. Yep, appreciate it all. We really just pulled this one out of our ass. 
Though, that's I could, where, that's, where they, that's where they all come from. That's where everything comes from. But we could have a whole episode about Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh, definitely. There's a there's a lot of things we could have a whole episode <laughs> on, but I don't know if it'd be necessarily appropriate. <laughs> Uh, what about we just really go into the storytelling of home improvement? How about last night? I don't want to talk about home improvement. Last night, um, I was looking up Michael Moorcock books, and because I I was thinking like for like a smaller book cast or even just a book of the month episode, doing like a fantasy book because I don't read yeah. much fantasy outside of like maybe like Neil Gaiman or something, but like hard more hard fantasy. And I, mainly because I don't like the way a lot of it's written. It's boring and predictable. And, but Michael, and, like, and there's normally not a short no, thing. No, it's usually that. a huge no. series. But Michael Moorcock, like he had the Elric of, what the fuck is it, uh, Melbourne or Lebanon or something series. And it's, uh, there's a whole bunch of books in this series, but they're no more than 200 page each, sure. pages each. And I was reading, like, one of the descriptions, like, an excerpt, and it was really, like, the descriptions are really good. So, I was like, I would actually probably get into this just to, you know, even just to read the first one, just to try it out. Could not find even a paperback edition of the first book that cost less than $200. Jesus. Yeah. And all the ones after that in that series, because there's, like, six of them or something, they're all, like, five bucks, three bucks. Like, like get a new, because that was a reprint. It wasn't, like, a first edition. It was just a reprint. Uh, I was like a hundred on Barnes and Noble or something, or a hundred, hundred fifty. I forget. But I was just like, God damn it! So I was looking at fantasy books, and um, I asked Ash. I was like, Hey, you know, look through this list to see if there's anything maybe that pops out at you. He was like, Oh, I'll be interested in this one. And he picked out one that's a fucking. It's over six hundred pages for the first <laughs> volume, and it's ten volumes long. And when I was reading the reviews. Apparently the guy is like one of those RPG makers or something. Oh, like God. he just, he's there's like over two thousand characters. They all have big roles. I, I'm sorry, man. I I told him right. I was like, that's too much, man. We'd have to create a separate podcast <laughs> just to cover that. Why did I get to look at no list of the fantasy names and stuff? And because I bailed on it. Oh, I mean, if you want to, I didn't. None of the other books appealed to me. I don't even remember what the list was, but here I'll send it to you. I just uh. Yeah, the book he he picked out was uh, Malazan Book of the Fallen by Steven Erickson. But it's like a big RPG campaign almost. That'd and I was reading, the, and the reviews were not good for it for the most oh, part yeah. because people were like, I don't understand what the fuck's happening. It's just like volumes and volumes of just confusion. But he said he was interested because he heard it was really good. And some other people did say it was amazing. But I was like, I, we don't have... I want something easy to read. That's the opposite. Like, that's why I was looking at the Michael Moore like, books. That's like, how about you start on that... And let us know when you get like halfway through what you think. <laughs> yeah, but I would like to do a fantasy one. And Michael Moorcock does have other series. Maybe I just read one of those. Because like I just I, I interested. I just want to see his writing style yeah. because he's like he's like the other kind of Alan Moore. Like him and Alan Moore are buddies or something. So <laughs> if that tells you anything, but he's not as uh, wait 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 wait. Alan Moore has buddies. Michael Moorcock. That's, is it because they both have more in their name? Or? I think it's just because they uh, write about fantasy and sci-fi. I just I just fucking assumed Alan Moore hated everything. Now, the Elric of Malibanon series is a... Which was, I was having a problem with. Was most of the books I found were the remastered comic book version. Uh, like, they made it into a comic book yeah. version. I wanted the writing reading. Yeah, with the actual, the actual thing. Yeah, so... Uh, 
I don't know. We'll, we'll choose that. Maybe yeah. we'll do a DBS episode sometime about that, or I don't know. But uh, you folks, you guys have a merry holiday and all that jazz. We'll catch you for the new year where we'll get funky down and dirty. Shake it, baby. Sh- 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 shake it, baby. And uh, see you next year. Sayonara. No, well, they'll see us before next year. The day before, actually. Mm. It's a Tuesday, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay.